and welcome to to NURFM's Health and Wellbeing for our sponsor, balancedtowellness.com.au. We are very happy to take your calls, 49216216, if you've got a question on your health and wellbeing that you'd like to put to David Lomond. But we'll start off by asking David the question, why would you think about going to a naturopath, David? Good af- afternoon, Jane. Afternoon, everyone. Um well, to me, it would be one of the first ports of call that I would make if there was something wrong with me. And I never used to think like that. It was like, whoa, whoa, this is all woo-woo stuff. But when I started to, when I bought the health food shop back in 1984 and I became involved with natural therapies, it just became so understandable to me that over 85% of our issues, our illnesses are basically diet and lifestyle related. So if we don't consult a naturopath, who do we consult about our diet and our lifestyle? Because that's what we're trained to do. Naturopaths are trained to look at diet and lifestyle. You can go to a nutritionist, a dietitian, and they have their expertise and they have their ways of looking at things. You can go to an osteopath or a chiropractor. They have their way of looking at things. But to get an overall health picture, I believe that the naturopath ought to be one of the first points of call when something's not right in the body rather than the last resort, which we often find ourselves. Mm. So the important thing for me is that if somebody has an issue that they look at it first of all from the point of view of their biochemistry and they understand that whether it's an anxiety or a depression or a tiredness or fatigue, those things we deal with very usually um, as everyday part of what we're, we are seeing people for, that the call to the naturopath to say, hey, can you check this for me and see if there's something going on that you can help me with naturally would be the first point of call for a lot of things rather than the last point of call. So let's think perhaps about some of the symptoms that uh, people that you might experience that you might want to take to a naturopath first rather than last. Yes, Jane. The most important ones are to do with the gastrointestinal tract. I believe that anybody who has any bloating or discomfort in the gut or burning or um, indigestion or reflux or heartburn needs to look firstly at their diet to find out what's wrong. They can do all the medical tests, they can do the blood tests, the medical tests, everything else. But most times, in my opinion, and what I've found in clinic, is that it's diet related, it's also to do with the liver function, and changing the diet and changing some of the lifestyle habits usually gets rid of the problem within a few weeks, if not a few months. Mm. If you've got a question you'd like to put to David Lomond this afternoon, give us a call, 49216216. We're thinking about some of the symptoms which can be relieved by going to a naturopath. Indeed. And the other thing, or one of the other things to do, is to notice that if there's any pain anywhere in your body, If you can press any part of your body, particularly if you press in the sternum area or underneath the ribs and you find anything painful there, then there is something in your diet usually or there's something that you're holding on to emotionally which is causing a blockage in the body and inflammation because any pain is a sign of inflammation. So 
noticing what inflammation there may be and then noticing what the diet is will often sort that pain out very quickly. If you're thinking of under the rib cage, that's related to perhaps liver and stomach liver function, and digestion. Liver function, yes. If you go around on the right-hand side underneath the, liver, underneath the ribs and you press up underneath the ribs and you go right around to the back section, right to the side, then that's to do with the liver function. If you come down a little bit from the ribs, there's a gallbladder point there. If you go in underneath the ribs on the left-hand side, that's usually to do with the pancreas function. So any of those areas uh, that are sore is a sign that there is inflammation in the body and that something needs to be done and something can be done, usually naturally, as a first point rather than waiting until it just gets worse and worse and worse or taking something that just nullifies the pain without actually uh, sorting out the cause. We have a caller, 49216216, and Christine has rung in from Austerley. Hello, Christine. Oh, hi, David. How are you going? Yeah, very good. Um, I'm ringing for a friend, actually. We've just been speaking to him. He lives seven hours up the coast. Right. He's got Barmer's Forest, and right. he's had it for nearly two years. Yes. And he's been really crooked for the last week with it. Yes. Is there anything that you could suggest for him? I've, yeah. I've spoken to him about you before, and I said to his wife just then, I said, I've got to go and listen to the naturopath. I said, I might hear something interesting. Look, the, the Barma Forest virus, the Ross River virus, the... He had, um, he had Ross River 38 years ago. Yeah, and that's a double whammy. All of that affects the liver function. Yep. And because it affects the liver function and the virus lives on in the system, it's a, it's a debilitating condition which just Very continues nice. to go on and on. Mm. The, the, you have to do something about liver function. So seeing a naturopath in his area or getting a biochemistry check or finding a, somebody that he can talk to about it for, to find out the underlying baseline biochemistry mm. really makes a difference as to what can be suggested then to help him move forward okay then. so pe- but people have recovered from that they recover with um, high dose vitamin c of the right sort they recover with enzymes of the right sort they recover with the b group vitamins but it's it's a debilitating energy sapping condition oh, sure yeah he's had a couple of um he had to ring the ambulance a couple of times because he couldn't move his arms and legs yeah and it gets into the central nervous system and it it tends to paralyze the system at times so but it's also it's mineral deficiency because the digestive system won't work properly because once the liver function doesn't work properly the digestive system doesn't work properly and all of those conditions need to be looked at in total so that it can be put together in a way in which he can understand there is a way forward and this is to NURFM's Health and Wellbeing for our sponsor, balancedtowellness.com.au. And we're taking your calls on 49216216. Krista has rung in with a question about vitamin B17 metabolic therapy and what you think of it, David, for cancer sufferers. Look, B17 is an important part of um, the whole conditioning uh, to rebalance the body. And what we've found or what has been found, and I follow the work of a guy called William Kelly. William Kelly cured himself of pancreatic cancer back in 1964 and he lived until 2005. So I look at that and I think, well, he knew what he was doing. He also wrote a book called One Answer to Cancer. And he treated, you know, many, many thousands of people. And those people who followed his design 
usually got well. He had very few slip-ups with that. The, the metabolic treatment using B17 usually involves um, apricot kernels. And so they contain B17, which is known as latriol, and that actually helps make vitamin C more available to the body. That was his belief. Um, I've had nothing to confirm or deny that. I, I don't use it all the time for people. It depends on the person and what they use. Sometimes I will suggest the apricot kernels for people. I don't usually suggest a lot. Um, it's, it can be just uh, two or three, four, five, six a day. And there's some um, strychnine in there as well, so or arsenic uh, as well, sorry. And therefore they say, you know, you've got to be very careful with it. Well, you know, the Hunza people used to eat the apricot kernels as part of their daily health routine. The Chinese eat the kernels as part of their daily health routine. So as long as you're not crazy and go overboard, I don't think there's any problem with it at all. And Gary has rung in from Elibana. Hello, Gary. Hi, David. How are you? Yeah, very good. David, um, just Paul, thank you for taking it. I suffer from gourd, and uh, I was quite interested earlier in what you were saying about reflux or burn. Yes. Um, I'm currently medicated uh, on Somac, 40 milligrams a day. Yes. Which keeps it under control, but um, I have some concerns about staying on the medication. Uh, for the rest of my life. I'm only 49. Right. Um, and would seriously consider looking at eliminating it through you know, another alternative. Look, seriously, Gary, if I hadn't changed my diet when I did, when I was about 34, um, I'd be in your boat. I'd be taking antacid medication as my father did, you know, the quickies and all the rest of the antacid medications. We used to take heaps of Alka-Seltzer and those type of things as well, and there was some lemon ones. And what I found since I've started taking the right enzymes for my body and I've started to rebalance my body and be more sensible with my food, um, I just don't have those symptoms anymore. So from your point of view and from the point of view of many clients that I've put on this program, changing your diet, taking nutritional supplements to boost up your own digestive function will usually get rid of the problem. And I believe that anything like that is really just your body trying to tell you to stop doing what you're doing. It can't handle that food. So gourd is obviously something yeah, that can be affected. Yeah, gastrointestinal tract disorder. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you for your call, Gary. And we'll move to Roy, who's rung in from Aberglassen. Hello, Roy. Hello, David. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Roy. David, just on a different matter, um, I have uh, erection problems, and I'm just wondering, instead of taking Viagra, is there anything else naturally that you can take? There is. Um, there's some professional products which work really well. There's some in the health food shops as well that you can take. The, the important thing is to investigate whether it's circulation problem, which, you know, if you're overweight, circulation um, uh, potential diabetes, and that's why I would always do a biochemical check rather than just take something. Right. And if you find out where your biochemistry is and you find out what your body actually needs, then you will usually find that the erections will come back, particularly if you do get an erection in the morning, when you wake up in the morning with one. 
Yeah, that, that does happen of a morning. Yep. But um, I struggle at night, obviously. Um, yeah, and that could be because energy is low. <clears throat> yeah. Your body is just depleted of energy through the day. So yeah. taking the right nutrients for your body will help that. There can also be emotional issues that need to be dealt with. So recognizing what else could be affecting you is really important. So having a consultation with a professional that can help you rebalance your body, rebalance your energy, I would say is one of the most important things you can do for that. On 2NURFM's Health and Wellbeing, we do it for our sponsor, balancetowellness.com.au. And David Lomond, we have Kate, no, we have Francis on the line. Francis, you have a question. Hello, Francis. Good afternoon, David. I have a daughter that's been diagnosed with Gilbert syndrome. Yes. And um, all the doctors and medical say there's nothing that really you can do. It's just a high bilirubin and you just get on with it. Yes. And I'm concerned because she's really not well. And I, I look at and I think even with trying to study and lots of things, you know, there's a lot of symptoms that she has, and I, I just wonder, do you treat that naturally, or is it, you know, something you've seen? Uh, absolutely treat it naturally, yes. Um, yes. because the bilirubin is being produced by the liver, yes. which is like a sign, basically, to say that something's wrong, Yes. and then it's a matter of what you can actually do to correct what is wrong. Right. Now, at the right. very least, you'll get rid of a lot of the symptoms. That would be at the very least. Right. Even right. if the bilirubin remained there. Yes. But, but you see, any disease is basically a collection of symptoms that somebody collects together and says, that's a set of symptoms. Mm. Let's call it mm. this disease. Mm. Mm. I look but, at the set of symptoms and say, well, that's a set of symptoms. What can we do about that? Cause of those a symptoms. Mountain of weight very quickly. That's yes, it um, kind of was diagnosed. Um, yeah, so I just wondered how to because uh, we we're trying to get a diagnosis of why you're losing all this weight. So, yeah, for some reason, something has affected the liver, and so that does need and, to be and investigated. that needs to be looked at. And obviously, they've done everything they can medically, and now it would be a good time to look at it from a nutritional and a naturopathic point of view. Thanks for your question, Francis. And Kathy joins us now from Spears Point. A question for David? Hello, Kathy. Oh, hello, David. Um, I have a, a 35-year-old daughter who suffers with all sorts of med, uh, multiple health issues. She had diabetes at 8, uh, developed schizophrenia at 14, um, has chronic bowel problems, um, carpal tunnel pain, uh, bulging discs. Yeah. Um, it just seems to be a continuous thing. Is this, um, can I help this with um, natural therapy? I would believe so if you can get your daughter to cooperate. Yeah. That's always the crunch part of dealing with anyone with any sort of um, set of symptoms, a set of diseases is that they've tried so many different things, they've gone down so many roads, they're really sick and tired of being talked to, medicated, everything else, and they really just want people to leave them alone. So, However, having said that, there is certainly things that can be done to help your daughter. And if you look at the work of Abraham Hoffer, who treated both diabetes and schizophrenia successfully, 
uh, way back in the 1950s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, then there is absolutely things that can be done. It's just a matter of finding out the underlying biochemical imbalances and doing something about it. And going to that. Thank you, Cathy, for your call. And Kate joins us now from Adamstown. Hello, Kate. Uh, Yeah, David. Just an inquiry. I suffered depression badly. Yes, Kate. Now, I had an MVA accident back in, what was it, 77? Yes, which I was the driver of a motor vehicle, and it killed two of my friends. Right. Okay, ever since then, I've been suffering depression, uh, drinking badly, trying to commit suicide. I go good, then I go bad. And that's understandable, Kate. There will be a lot of issues that are still there for you, and because of those issues um, and not having... And there will be nutritional deficiencies as well. Uh, I'd be looking at what you can do about the nutritional deficiencies and then looking about what you can do about the emotional issues that you're still holding on to. There is is a possibility of relief, though. The only issue is that you have to reach out for it. And where would you say, David, is a good place to start reaching I'd, I'd start working with the biochemistry. Mm-hmm. I'd start to look at the B vitamins. I'd start to look at what can be done to help support the brain. There's a lot of different nutrients that are actually very effective to help that sort of situation. Mm. Thank you, Kate, for your call, and good luck with that. Uh, a final question from me, David. Yes. We've been looking at things that uh, we could go and see a naturopath for, and... Can the tongue tell us something? The tongue can tell us a lot. There's a little book by Adele, uh, now what was her name? Ah, forget it, doesn't matter. Her first name was Adele. Adele, yeah. Adele. Um, There's a talk that the tongue tells a lot. And if you take the time, if anybody wants to take the time to look at a mirror at their tongue or get a friend to look at your tongue and draw your tongue, the tongue should be healthy pink colour without any splits or grooves, and no ridges. Now, when the tongue first begins to split or anything happening with the tongue, it is usually a sign of gastrointestinal tract disturbances, and it is specifically a sign of B vitamin deficiencies. Now, B vitamin deficiencies can lead to tiredness, fatigue, aches and pains, they can lead to anxiety, they can lead to depression. So it's a really important sign to look at the tongue really examine it and have a look at it look for any coating on it which is a sign of gastrointestinal tract disturbance flora of the gut disturbance bacterial disturbance look at the um, the mouth itself at the gums if there's any bleeding of the gums it's important to notice that all of these signs are nutritional deficiency signs in my belief because they're all being corrected with nutrition so While 85% of our illnesses may be caused by nutritional deficiencies, we can also do something about those illnesses by improving our nutrition. Thank you, David Lomond. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, everyone. Back with us uh, to talk health and wellbeing next Tuesday after the midday news on to NURFM.